first tonight, the Dáil has within the past short while voted to defer proposals which would see cannabis decriminalised for personal use. People Before Profit TD Gino Kenny had earlier brought forward a bill which would allow a person to possess up to seven grams of cannabis herb, describing it as a stress test for the government on whether it's serious about decriminalisation after recent recommendations from the Citizen Assembly. But the government insisted, not right now, as it sought, ultimately successfully, to defer the bill for nine months. And Gronia, you were tracking this uh, in the Dáil earlier. What's the, the crux of Gino Kenny's proposals and what was the main opposition to, to it as well? Yeah, the the proposal uh, suggests decriminalising possession of uh, herbal cannabis up to seven grams for personal use. Um, and Gino Kenny was very um, clear to emphasise that it is a decriminalisation rather than legalisation um, bill. This is something that had been uh, introduced to the Zoll, I think, in 2022, but he moved it to the second stage in the wake of the Citizen Assembly findings that emphasised um, diversion, dissuasion and decriminalisation um, and I suppose it's been in, in the public debate uh, or the public forum being debated since then um, but the government said that because they want to set up a special Oireachtas committee to discuss the report of the Citizens Assembly and probably write another report about that report um, that they are it's too soon for them to back such a proposal and they've um, delayed it. Paul Murphy stood up and said a delay amounts to basically rejecting it during the lifetime of this government because we're going to have an election in 14 months at the at the, at the very maximum. So um, it won't be enough time to um, come back to the issue again. So the, the, the proposals or the proponents of the of the bill are seeing it as, as a, an effective voting down of it by delay. And was there any vociferous opposition to it or, or what are some of the other opposition parties as well? Yeah, there there was um I suppose an interesting debate concern about uh there's always concern about um an effect of legalizing a substance that or sorry decriminalizing a substance that is um uh treated um uh not allowed I suppose but some of the um uh concerns that were expressed were that this the effect that this could have on on um those who are misuse or or that people who, that could fall into kind of um, difficulty if the, if the substance was more available, which it would be if you decriminalise it. Um, but I suppose the the emphasis was put again by by Gino Kenny that um, this is about not um, treating people. I suppose negatively for using it for personal use. He said he admitted that there are issues uh, in relation to, um, or there, there's a further debate to be had about supply or about um, legalization. He didn't even get into that. This is he said a modest proposal out of the entire debate on on decriminalization, legalization, and he said uh, he was very um, critical that it wouldn't even go through as far as a modest proposal. So I think it's just a very tip of the iceberg look at the issue. So ultimately it'll be deferred uh, for, for another little while as well and as you say an election and I think one political apparatchik and social media tweeting will probably come back with another Citizens Assembly on the recommendations of the Oireachtas Committee when that makes it. And remember the Oireachtas well. or the Citizens Assembly itself was delayed. It was meant to have been held I think a year before it actually was so it's, it's delay upon delay. Aon O'Reardon given events of tonight and, and what we heard there from Gráinne and given your own past as a Minister mm. of State for Drugs as well. What's your reaction to this vote? 
Well, look, I'm in this space for about 10 years campaigning for decriminalisation. I think it's clear we have to get our language right. We're actually talking about decriminalisation of the person. Okay, so it's less about the drug and more about the person. What do we do? How should the state interact? How should the criminal justice system or the health system uh, interact with somebody who is who is caught with uh, drugs on their person that's clearly for their own personal use? We had 6,400 people up till October last year uh, charged with possession for personal use. About 70% of the drug cases in our courts are for possession for personal use. We have the third highest overdose rate in Europe. So something isn't working. Uh, and what we're actually doing when we're criminalising people for what they're taking is we're actually more or less criminalising marginalisation because disproportionately people who use drugs, take drugs or are, are addicted to drugs are from more, more, more marginalised backgrounds, you know, poorer backgrounds, uh, migrant backgrounds, people with disabilities, people from the LGBT community, people who feel disconnected from mainstream society often take drugs you, to fill that you gap. You and your contribution in the debate earlier, you yeah. accused the government of ignoring those people and saying that if the same number of cattle, as you I, put I it, were dying that, of I mean, overdoses, I've, that it would be a different matter altogether. Yeah, I, don't that think, I don't just blame governments. Uh, I think... Uh, I think I blame society, I blame media, I blame all of us really for having a very poor view of those who take drugs. We call them names um, and those names are known to everybody. So I think what I really want from government, because I want to be fair here, um, there are people right across the political spectrum that I'm working with. People from Fianna Fáil like Paul McAuliffe, people from the Green Party like Nessa Horrigan, people from the Sock Dems, people like Senator Lynn Rowan. Uh, and I think this minister, I think is serious. But time is short. So what we want to see is not that this, this nine months delay is a ruse to get over an election. What we really want to see is that the minister ha- ha- guaranteed us at the Citizens' Assembly launch last week that she was taking a memo to cabinet. Take the memo to cabinet, set up the Oireachtas Committee. I think it's the independent group actually of which Thomas Springle is a member that's going to get the chance to chair it. And when they make the recommendations, let's legislate for it because the problem here is previous Citizens' Assemblies were able to have a referendum give it to the public, right? Like the one we're having in, in March. This one has to be dealt with by the Oireachtas. I think there's goodwill across the houses you heard to the, get the this timing done. difficulties there, Aon, from I know, Bronian, I know, a. but if I want to be, if I want to, if I want to be fair and I want to work cross-party on this, but then I'm trying to encourage governments to set up this committee, give it a, a, a tight time frame. So are you optimistic, um, pessimistic tonight? Well, I see, it? I, it's easy for me to, to criticise if I, you know, I, I want to be as fair as possible. The issue is too important because people are dying. We, we have had, you know, an eight-year delay on the opening of the injecting facility. We're hoping that that's going to be open in September. I would hope that we would get this done and legislated for by an election. If not, then every political party is going to have to say where they stand on this issue. And I'll say one thing, Sinn Féin have a road to travel because they're the one party that I wasn't impressed with their contribution. Well, their argument tonight or in the Dáil earlier was they felt that the bill perhaps wasn't fully formed yet. I, 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 they are the one party do not have a drugs policy that I feel is progressive. I can list every other party in the, in the Oireachtas that are working with each, each other to progress this issue. They're the, they're the standalone outsiders. Well, Sinn the party not here tonight. Fianna Fáil, the party is. Where does your party stand on this, Senator Malcolm Byrne? Because there are concerns as well about some of the arguments for Gino Kenny's bill uh, that, that we heard today uh, as well. Um, and we could also hear some of the concerns actually from Sinn Féin now that you mentioned today on Oriadon from the TD Mark Ward. 
There's also a narrative being put on that cannabis is a harmless drug with little or no short-term consequences. Um, in one drug service that I managed, and I know Deputy O'Reardon, as a minister in time responsible for drugs, visited the, the service, the majority of the young people that were accessing the service were young men between the ages of 16 and 25. Many had, lost, uh, had left school, lost jobs, become involved in criminality, lost family relationships and owed out huge amount of drug debts. This was very similar to the heroin epidemic in the 80s, but this time the only drug that these young people were using was cannabis. Cannabis has been modified over the years to increase the THC levels, to reduce the CBD levels, which has led to increased potencies and has led to a range of negative impacts, including the impact on mental health. We've seen many young people experiencing psychosis for the first time uh, because of the potency of, of cannabis. And this issue, as I said, and other issues like this, Minister, could have been discussed at committee stage, but again, the government have kicked it down the road and denied us the opportunity to do so. Malcolm Byrne, Mark Ward says cannabis not a harmless drug. Obviously arguments in favour of decriminalisation today, but do we have the services to support those who use cannabis? So I think, and first of all, I, I uh, would pay tribute to Aon and the work that he has done um, in this space. And I think he's been very generous because he, he has mentioned colleagues uh, such as Paul McAuliffe. And I think the cross-party approach to this is the correct approach uh, for us to take. It's a very serious issue. Um, the fact that the, you know, that the Citizens' Assembly approached last week, I think there is a very clear commitment on the part of government that this should be treated as a public health issue, not as a justice issue. Clear commitment, but are we ready? Are people? Is the state ready to travel this road, Senator? But but it but it is important, as uh, and and you make the point that if we are going to treat it as a public health issue, then the the supports and services have to be in place. So for somebody who is addicted, uh, those supports uh, have to be there. Um, we ha- we do have to deal, and there are you know Mark Ward is is correct in terms of we do need to address some mental health concerns as a result of prolonged uh, use of particular drugs. Um, I think a lot of, you know, there's a lot to be learned from the Portuguese experience, which a lot of people have talked but there, about. But there are also concerns about the Portuguese experience, and we can get to that uh, in a And moment. that was what but I was uh, going but to uh, come but on, to. on services and the charge there from Mark Ward, his colleague Thomas Gould pointed to a lack of 558 residential treatment beds, 93 detox beds, 131 step-down beds. That's according to his research. Yeah, yeah. So are the supports but, but, there but, if we go down this road? But if we shift road? the debate from what we've had for a long time, which is that this is a you know, it's a criminal justice issue rather than a public health issue. So I'd agree with Aon. It it serves practically no purpose. You know, some young individual, 18, 19, 20 years of age, who uh, is caught in possession uh, of a small quantity of cannabis for personal use, it serves the state absolutely no purpose, dragging them through the justice system. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's a waste of guard the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the consensus is there and there is a recognition on the part of government as part of the public health strategy, you know, that the approach has to be from public health. Thomas so therefore, 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 we need to put those services in place. And I would argue that we are starting to do it. But and, there, and, there are and, large delays, as I said there, from, from Thomas Gould. He pointed that out in the debate earlier. And Thomas Pringle, you're shaking your head listening to that. Why so? Oh, look, I mean... Uh, 
there's consensus here that this has to be done and it has to be dealt with, but yet the, consen- the government has decided to kick it down into the long road and into the next election, and, uh, that's, and that's the, the reality of the situation. So we can talk about what needs to be done all we want here, but the government has, not, has decided not, not to do anything. And um, that's the sad part about it, because this could be actually dealt and uh, could be brought forward and moved on if the government had the courage to do it, but they don't. And um, that's the reality of the situation. And there is, there is no doubt that there is a need for uh, support services to be put in place for any, anyway, regardless of whether this is uh, uh, personal use of cannabis is decriminalised or not. And as Ian has pointed out, the criminal justice system is swamped with the use of think, individual use of drugs in the system, in the court system, in the guard time and everything like that. There. We, we it's the nonsensical. But there, there are also concerns as well, not aside from services, from medics. The chief medical officer, mm-hmm. Breda Smith, and her submission to the Citizens' Assembly said legalising drugs would expand access to them. Well, there's a making big difference. Is we, see, we have to be careful mm. with language here. There's a massive difference between legalising something and decriminalising something. When you decriminalise, mm. you're decriminalising the person. And what happened in Portugal was there is an intervention. It's just not a criminal justice intervention. Mm-hmm. And you're put, in, you're, you're, you're put in front of a dissuasion committee and they talk you through your, your drug use and your addiction. What happens there is, in Portugal is that no, it hasn't stopped drug use. I don't think anything. There are police. But it's to, hold on, hold on. It stops harmful drug use and it stops people dying. And what's happened in Portugal over 20 years, you have a 75% reduction in fatal overdose. That is the goal, is to save lives. Professor Michael O'Sullivan, the the Garda, who's obviously um, done a lot in this sphere, in in anti-drugs, he has said that the Portuguese model wouldn't work here due to the nature uh, of the the drug system here. And there are dissenting voices 20 Uh, years on since his introduction uh, in Portugal as well. There there are. And I mean, you you can never import, you can never look at, you know, how a system works in one particular country and take every element of it and and try to introduce it here. And that's not... in England, you, no, no, you want to take no, but, but country, it's so. not it's not the case that 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 it is. Uh, and I even know because I've, I have a friend who's a Portuguese MP who's a do- medical doctor who sat on the committee and he shares some of the concerns. I think it ultimately comes back to what are the priorities. This is why it's not the simplest of debates. Aon is correct. I think that our obligation as a state ultimately has to be to protect the lives of citizens uh, and their families, to ensure that they are given support if they do uh, but, become but a senator. But I know you You're say not you can't doing that at the moment, and that's the reality of the situation. You can't import one happen. system to another, but police in Portugal are now reporting that urban visibility of the drug problem is at its worst oh, in decades. Oh, uh, is if, that if you perhaps- visit, yeah, but it, uh, and that is a reality and it's a challenge. And anyone who, who will talk about if you go on holidays to Lisbon, you will be, you know, offered drugs in the street and not just, you know, in the major tourist areas as well. It's readily available. So that has to be part uh, of... Uh, of the debate. I think the big shift that has happened is, I think, an acceptance across the political spectrum that we are moving this uh, to becoming a public health uh, matter. Uh, Aon is right. Decriminalisation is not the same as uh, as legalisation. But, uh, and I I certainly have some of those worries and we need to explore them, that if we do decriminalise it, you know, will certain levels of drug use be viewed as acceptable? Uh, and we need to debate as a society what what levels of accessibility. Mm. Alcohol being an example uh, and, of where we have on, a drug that 
that on that, that is call, legal. Aon O'Reardon, and I know I, I put the, the chief medical officer's points to you, but other doctors, such as Dr. Ray Wally, we heard Bobby Smith out this morning saying the possession of seven grams, they're equating it with somebody having several uh, bottles uh, of vodka and consuming those. So those doctors, such as Ray Wally, such as Bobby Smith, they have real concerns do. about right. well, we this have, issue. We have 100 fatal overdoses of alcohol a year. So two people a week die from fatal overdoses of alcohol. It is a huge contributory factor to sexual assault, rape, domestic violence, all sorts of violence, antisocial behaviour, drink driving, road debt, and costs the state about 3.8 billion a year. Is anybody seriously suggesting that we criminalise alcohol distribution or consumption? They tried it in America 100 years ago, and guess what happened? The mafia was born out of it. Do because you disregard the, the concerns no, I from don't. medics? Well, I want, what I want people, several of them about What I want proposal. people who have an addiction issue, I want them to be talking to medics. I don't want them to be talking to guards. And if it was somebody in my family, and I think most people would agree with me here, who had a drug issue, do you want them to talk to a guard or end up in court or do you want them to talk to a nurse, a counsellor uh, or a doctor? I think most of us would want them to get some help and it's not helping them out. It's completely pointless having somebody in a courtroom with a charge for the possession of cannabis the worth of two euro. This stuff happens and it's not helping anybody. And Thomas Pringle, we did hear lots of comparisons today in the debate earlier on, comparisons between cannabis and, and alcohol. Um, what was your view on that? Yeah, I think it's perfectly true. Like, I mean, if alcohol was around now, it wouldn't be legalised and we wouldn't have pubs in every street corner. That's the reality of the situation because it's, it's a dangerous drug. But we have to manage it and we have to find a way to manage that through society. I don't think we've managed alcohol very well. And Aaron's right, through, it's implicated in every cause of problems that we have in society but continuing to legalise and criminalise individuals who use cannabis isn't going to solve the problem we've tried that for the last since year dot it has never stopped the problem the problem gets continuously worse we have to find something different and we have to look at it now as being a, a health issue and we have to look in, in, in some way of easing the, the burden in that way it's also and that's the only thing that, that yeah. will make a difference it's also a class issue let's be honest you go down to the drug court you see a whole lot of sick poor people All right, it disproportionately hurts working class kids who are caught up in this mess now are you, are more, are you more or less likely to trust the state or have respect for the state if the state is bringing charges against you for for your for your for your cannabis use. I would say you'll have less trust in the state, and you'll make that decision early in life, and it's going to be very difficult to get that one, person. One of the concerns, I suppose, about the um, the the approach at the moment is that um, you know Mark Ward mentioned in that clip that you know young boys, I think he mentioned, were mostly um, with that only use cannabis and were getting involved in criminality. And I suppose there's a chicken and egg question there about which one came first, which is the obvious um, approach to that. Is it that you are in this situation and that the drug use follows or in, in a situation of disadvantage and that use of cannabis follows or it, it's not that one necessarily follows from the other. But I think, you know, another point about the visibility in, in Lisbon, I think uh, cannabis is quite 
prevalent it is easy to notice in society as it is at the moment in Ireland you know in Ireland yeah. 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 sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. so like it is it's not really going to change much mm-hmm. in from that point of view and I think you know um, the minister Hildegard Nocton mentioned in, in, in the Dáil today that we need an open, open and honest conversation about drugs I think that we start with that mm-hmm. that there that that, that it is used, it is not a necessarily violent um, uh, stimulant. Um, uh, and I think uh, the question I would have, though, is that is this a priority for the doll? Is it a priority for the government when we are talking about a lot of other issues? The sense I get that is that it's not and that the government has put a lot of emphasis on uh, law and justice in recent months. Uh, a lot of emphasis on clamping down on on uh, criminal drug organizations for reasons for long standing reasons um that uh, I'm not going to name on even on when the chair of the citizens assembly Paul Reed says there's no time to waste and the state had to change course you still don't think that that <laughs> p- political experience I, is there I don't see Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael being rushing to be the parties that want to put their name to le- uh, decriminalizing uh um, people for small uh, possession of, of cannabis, no. Malcolm, you touched it there. For I, no, I, I don't think, uh, uh, because I think, and Ian has, has, has talked about it, I mean, there is cross-party work being done on this issue. Mm-hmm. I, I can certainly say, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of discussion internally within our own party. Uh, Stephen Donnelly as Health Minister, you know, as James, has James, been Lawless, and James has, has chaired yeah. the Justice Committee. Yeah. You've mentioned Paul McAuliffe's work mm-hmm. uh, on this area. And precisely to Ian's point is that you know, we see and I know young people who um, and I, I just look and I kind of think and, and, and it's this whole point. It makes no sense. And even when you talk to local Gardaí, they say, why are we, you know, dragging So there is through? political expedience, you're saying. No, yeah. no, no, no. Just take 10 no, years. no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. It, it's we've just received. We've literally just had the Citizens Assembly, which considered this matter in, in great detail. There are, by the way, and, and, and this is the other point, I mean, decriminalising cannabis, it doesn't mean that, you know, there are medical impacts and these have been raised as a result of cannabis use. There are concerns around prolonged uh, cannabis use. So there are public health considerations and costs that are involved there. And that has to be part, uh, and that has to be part of the debate. And I don't think, you know, any of any of us are disagreeing uh, around that. But, but, you know, it is important that we get the conversation to a level whereby, and we put the, the services Thomas in, in Pringle, mind. You wanted to come in there before we move on. Well, it's important that we get the conversation to a level that we can talk around it for the next 10 years and then we might get to the point where we will so actually make No it, time to waste, says Paul Reid. That means well, a decade for you. Yeah, well, that's, that's not time wasting as far as politics is concerned in this country. Uh, before we move on um, and chat about matters uh, up north, Malcolm, uh, I know you are the director for the referendum campaign on the United Patent System to take place in June, perhaps the most important vote <laughs> of the year, is it? So this is your 30th seconds to pitch to it. Here's your 30 seconds. No other voice. Come on here now. Well, I I, I suppose the the unified patent system, uh, a lot of people I know are not even aware that in line with the uh, local and European elections in June, uh, there will be a vote on Ireland's membership of the unified patent system. Uh, it's not. It's probably not going to generate as much excitement <laughs> as the referenda in uh, uh, in March. You never know. But it is. But it. But it's actually it's very important. But but what I would say, what I would say is, it's it's actually very important. So for uh, creators, inventors, businesses in Ireland, people who are creating their own intellectual property, to ensure that it's protected right across Europe, we need to join the system. Seventeen of the twenty-seven member states. 
uh, are already uh, in membership. Because of the fact it sets up at a court at European level, we need to vote in a referendum for it. So there is at least the benefit that it is taking place on the same day as the local and European elections. I don't anticipate it's going to be the top issue. Uh, and Aon may may you, you know be asked have. about it during the European campaign. <laughs> well, then, but I, I think even for your listeners, yeah, I think the there's probably quite a lot, well, look, quite a lot who are surprised about it. But, well, but, but we are no, uh, we are seeking a yes vote, obviously because it's in good interest for Irish well, business, but particularly for best adventures of luck, in Ireland. Malcolm Byrne with that, and we'll let the opposition do their ecker on it before June. A few emails in here. Email from Pat. In bus, in bus stops and parks, now you get the terrible smell of cannabis. It's worse than cigarettes. It must not be made legal. It's bad for your breathing in open spaces. So says Pat. Another one here. People have been smoking cannabis for millennia. It's a billion dollar international business, and we give it to criminals to run tax free. Of course, they have made it stronger. It should be legalised, bonded and controlled and taxed. Mossy also in touch, he says cannabis could cause severe acute mental health issues after prolonged use. I will not support making it legal under any circumstances. He's saying legalisation there, he's referring to rather than decriminalisation but uh, another one here, worthy but aspirational to have everyone uh, 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 talking about drug issues and talking to medics unless a, a massive recruitment of uh, trained medics is there they need to be there with specific remit to do this work so says that texter so keep them coming to 51551 at Late Debate RTE and you can drop us an email as well if you're at the iPad tonight Late Debate at RTE.ie